So back to education, I could not resist. I wonder what did I learn in school? I'm wondering this because I don't know. When I say school and learn, I think of high school because it is what I know. College or university seem to mean something else. And for some of us, the hopeful, I suppose, it is leaving home and going off to mix with a completely different group of peers and face a more rigorous discipline and do school. I didn't do this. Go to college. I went to England. Back to England where I was born and had spent a total of three years of my first 17. And I went to work. And I loved it, and I never thought about the future I never had and never ha have. Is that why I refused to go to college? Did I miss something, or was something not yet done that I needed to do to allow myself to think about the future or have ambition? I remember a teacher at high school asking me that, don't you have ambition? And being a dynamic young fellow, I felt like this was a loaded question. So I told her I had too much ambition to squash it into a college major, for sure. I didn't wonder what I wanted to be because I was already what I wanted to be. I don't know why this was, and I don't know what the rest of us seek in college, but perhaps my childhood until 17 had been so eventful and varied. It is as simple as that. What a normal kid might have strained against, a static childhood with all of its assurances and familiarities I did not have. Every few years had been not just moving and changing schools, but whole cultures and hemispheres, and I loved it. Perhaps I thought that university and its implied decisions, its pathfinding and solidifying scared me. I think it did. Is that true? No. I wanted to do something else. My choice was not a negative one. It was something much more fascinating. It was the unknown. I knew what school was. It was scheduled first. Then it was finding my niche, my community, and I had no desire for that at all. When I went to train as an actor at 20, I still still didn't have much belonging instinct. A woman I trained with at that drama school said the other day on a reunion Zoom, said I didn't have a conversation with her until we were in the second year. I said, reflexively, I apologize and don't take it personally. But as the reunion went on, I realized why I hadn't had a conversation with her or anyone. I don't like them, conversations. And I also don't know what they're for. Still, there is talking. I talk a lot, but I don't know if, the, if that is conversing, really. It is people expressing themselves, and I love that. In fact, I remember I loved listening to her in school, this woman. She has a wonderful voice and laughs while she talks, which I love too. So I think I always loved to listen. I could sit for hours in parties listening. Then someone might ask me what I thought, and it took me forever to work out what I honestly thought that would not give offense or reveal my dark, unformed, inexpressible self at 20. I did read a story about being in the garden as a teenager. I read the story recently. As a young person, one wonders at the wonders in a garden. I was a big walker in wilderness as a kid. I loved it again, but I wasn't thinking as I walked. I was feeling. 
It was narcotic, which I didn't do as in narcotics, and there I remained until I was ready to leave, and I was allowed to remain there by my people and by myself, which is probably why I didn't have a lot of conversations in drama school. I was in the garden, and drama school, being drama school, had no issues with this. It seems we imagine this secondary college place is where we are formed. I really don't know. I can't say why people go to college. Maybe they can. But it gets clearer that I was ready to go into the world, leave home, whatever that was, and just go out and integrate with a big sense of destiny. Was that ambition I was feeling? No. It was connection. It felt like a tremendous weight, a good weight. I felt rooted at 16, not in family, country, or culture. I was really not good on those at all, but maybe in their absence, I knew I had to find this connection to survive, and I did. And it was confusing because no one was there with me. I got a lot of warnings and disapproval, some rolled eyes and some fears projected onto me, but on I went, on I could go, without help. Why is that? I walked everywhere, day and night, in London, and I had no fear. Now, I would say that probably this process was an education, don't you think? Did I read? I think so. But I was working at labouring type work, and there was this great blur of people. Life in London was a contact sport. There were always so many people, and I adjusted my accent like I had done in Trinidad and Pittsburgh in a week or less to the sounds of the people on the bus. It is random remembrance, but to say that as I left the garden, I knew the rough edges would be taken off and that my marching drum would take some buffeting, some direct hits, especially in England, a land of conforming. They all are, only England takes pride in it. The others fantasize they are maverick places, but they are not. So this was a struggle and a worthwhile one. There was revolution in the air. It was the early 70s. We weren't punks yet, but there was edge and vitality among us young ones. I went to drama school in 1997, and to say the least, I was now no longer a potential punk. I never really was being a bit older, but it struck me just now that school immediately redefined me. This decision had been made, a bridge crossed. I was one thing before I entered Drama Center that day. Everything changed in one way, changed forever. My take on the life around me at last had a perspective, but it was one that was very natural to my feral self. It made a lot of sense. After all, I had chosen to define myself as nothing definite. This is a very important realization. If I had been a SWAT at school, it would make sense to continue that at more school. If I had been sporty, it would make sense too to go on to university with those habits and skill sets. But I felt as I squeaked out of high school to go forth and learn by being there. And I did. I cannot imagine had I said after the nth argument with counselors and mothers, yes, you're right, with with what frame of mind I might have showed up on that first day. I will never know. 
I wanted more experience as as hungrily as I had always wanted. Experience like the ones that came at me thick and fast for my first 13 years of awareness, which I think started around four years old. I had been away from the land and the cane fires, the trees and the contemplation of the wilderness long enough. School had interfered in the garden long enough, kept me outside its walls, in its walls, demanding my attention to things that had no meaning to me. Whenever the attempt became about looking here and not there, heeding this and not that, I wanted a why. And because you tell me to was never good enough, because I said so, the motto of my culture, my patriarchy, because you said so. This is the autobiography, which is the preface to saying what I'm saying about education. This was my education at that time when I was supposed to be doing the other one. I knew that something was happening to me, that I was going from one place to the next place and lacked a lot of references, perspectives. But in a way, the same work was being done. The protean process of becoming a thing out of all the far-flung parts, the Iraq and the Trinidad, the mum and the dad that were somehow all wrong, but at the same time all right. Going to England to start this life was going back to some roots, but the need in me was greater than what I discovered there. Roots are deeper set in the dream world to be revealed if you can see. London was what it should be, a wilderness of streets and darkness, exuberant people, drunken people, all bundled together in those marvellous buses, talking young lad bus conductors lurching around the upper deck with their fares, please, taking my coin and producing my ticket from the ticket machine at the belt line. What a thing that was to be always among people. Once outside your door, there was always this bustle and they were good at it. They were skilled at the art of being together and alone at the same time. You cannot perform that trick in a car, America. So so much for me. What did it mean for, for others? Less stubborn or bloody minded, I can't say. I imagine... I imagine if it was a mountain to climb in your house, it must be a great thing. In mine, it wasn't. It was more of the same. I was surrounded by the degreed, sat at tables listening from very young, and I did not understand them, not because they were too complicated, but that they had no mystery. They had learnt, I guess, to explain it away. Their mystery, if they ever had it. And as I watched them over years, I know they missed their own mystery. When I saw them as young people trying it all on, as young people do, it seemed fair enough. A decade in, in, the sheen was gone. The missing mystery was a mortal wound. They saw their world through the eyes of others, almost, through a glass, but not darkly. And it simply has not served them, says I with arrogance, but my cabinet is not full of antidepressants. Does it or... Did it liberate in any degree? I did not see it happen. Could I have sat with Tom Hayden when he had found himself agreeing with his intellectual hero about the stale dynamic of labor-led Marxists in favor of a young student left? Of what substance were their thoughts woven once one removed the disdain for those not like them, the uneducated? I am an I am an I am an educated dude. I just did it my my way in my language, not one copied.
somebody asked me to change the subject or I asked myself, why do I love? I don't know, but I know that it's me that does it. The person I love need do nothing or the dog just be. In other words, it's not me that loves. My psyche does that. It's my. In other words, it is me that loves. My psyche does that. It's my thing. And I can be good for the loved one. Maybe they might reciprocate. It's not their fault if they don't. I need to own. I'm doing the loving. So I love QE2, not the ship. Not because she was a queen, because she was a woman. And I saw and heard her a few times. I am that easy. I love Barack Obama too, though I know he signed off on drone attacks that killed children. The queen ran an empire, so did Barack. When a president I love does something nasty, I say, well, he is an American. If I don't like him, he's a bastard. The same with the English. My reasons for loving the queen are more interesting to me than the depredations of the British Empire. Or Barack more interesting than the depredations of the American Empire. Those atrocities I know. And we are all responsible for them. I thought this morning a different thing, as some dear to me are fading, that we saw her in action, the Queen, doing a job deep into her 90s. And I thought, that's a great thing. We don't do that very well. Not this side of the Urals. Respect and listen to our ancient ones like they have meaning. There was something, is something of the ancestor in our royalties, which our pallid culture has otherwise rinsed out, that we seem to need. We, we replaced our ancestors with a one-size-fits-all Jesus, only he doesn't fit all. European empire is a shame to Europeans. Like the American Empire, a very great shame. They have not been acknowledged nor atoned for and has exposed our Christianities as lies. Empires are not their rulers, they are their people. But I loved an old woman who was respected. I loved that she was respected. We could do a lot more of that, woman respect. And the Harper Valley PTA that is having Charles issues, I don't really care. I love him too. He's done a lot of unroyal things. Bravo. It is said that English toffs are so stuffy and absolute about their mystique. Never the brightest lot, the British arrows, but very brutal. One was yammering on about La Gloriosa's Victoria and Elizabeth I. Now there were some butchers. But then again, we love. I still don't know why, but I know it's I that love. 